Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. sci-fi fantasy story from the week and it comes from science <laughs> whoa Amuamua, the asteroid that may be an alien probe <laughs> well i mean Ship? that's that's like several steps removed we're we're not even a hundred percent sure that it comes from outside of the solar system <laughs> Okay, but it's breaking land speed records. It it is definitely breaking land speed records. Yeah, it is it is confusing. It executed a hard pivot through the solar system and shot back Pew! off, so we only had a little only had a second to see it, but that was more than enough to get this conspiracy theorists up and running. I like it. it oh, man, don't you wish that you were in like Hawaii following this thing? <laughs> Sitting there oh, at yeah. like one o'clock in the morning observing absolutely <laughs> absolutely they uh they had plenty of time they, i mean i mean i should say you know fast in astronomy is like we'll only see this for a month <laughs> <laughs> so you know you, you gotta you gotta temper all your expectations of what's how fast fast is anyway yeah. it's a good one yeah we're gonna keep an eye on this i think there's some some stuff coming down the pipe that uh, might suggest that we'll see a ton more of these in the near future. All right. And, I mean, geez, we are bearing the lead here. Amazon HQ 2. And 3. Two? <laughs> I will admit that you technically won the bet about where H2 is going to be. However... Right. H3 is in my location, so... Maybe it's a split. Right. Yeah. So, what I mean, yeah, we're close enough. <laughs> yeah. So, Amazon HQ ends up in uh, Long Island City, which is in New York City, the uh, county. So, it would seem. Of, of Queens. <laughs> and then the other one, the county of Queens, which is a borough of the city of New York. One of my least favorite geographical pieces about <laughs> about that damn city. Um, and then the other one is going to be in northern northern Virginia. It's going to be the same size as the Pentagon. That's not surprising. I just, it just blows your mind. <laughs> it boggles the mind. Uh, yeah, um, both of them are bringing 50,000 jobs or something. So they're... <sighs> I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot. That's a big economy change. I mean, I can see why everyone was prostrating themselves at the feet of Amazon, but but still, that's a little a little silly. I spent a month in Long Island City uh, at one point Ugh. doing a project, and 
I all I was thinking that whole time is like, yeah, you know, it's kind of run down, but like, I could see this like being something, you know, and just steadily it's been, um, it's been expanding. What is the line? Is it the seven? Is that the the new subway line that took like fifty years to? <laughs> I, I, you're, you're the transit guy here. I already did my astronomy part, so. <laughs> yeah, the seven. <laughs> it's taken forever to be put in. And this week on the pod, talk about another application for scraping. We're going to talk about injury updates and how to stay on top of different guys' rehab schedules. First half, I'll outline the scraper. Uh, introduce some of the things that I did and get some pointers from Eric on how we can make it better. And then in the second half, we're going to look at some of the case studies that are already interesting from running this scraper. So here we go. So last week, we talked about scraping Google News results. This week, mm-hmm. Eric asked me if I would take a look at how we could track rehabbing players. And then I expanded on this and thought maybe we should turn it into some sort of newsletter format. I kind of ran with your pretty half-hearted suggestion, so you could rein me in. No, it works. It works. It's cool. <laughs> I think mostly Newsletter. Eric wanted to know about a couple different players. He was a little you know, selfishly going after his own player, and then he tossed one in for me just for my benefit. Yeah, to try to make it look like I cared. That was that was yeah. It, you did it. You did it for the twins. So like, not even fantasy relevant for me. Just like, <laughs> just like, hi. I remember that team that's pretty crappy and doesn't you know has a first time manager and everything that you like. So anyway, do you have <laughs> before I explain what I actually did? Do you have any parameters that you actually wanted me to try and meet? Well, yeah, I wanted to have something to be able to track Jose Altuve this this winter. But, no, I, I think, so, you know, we were talking last week about following discrete players mm-hmm. and entering into entering discrete players into the zeitgeist algorithm and being able to come back with the news results. Yeah. Cool. That's really awesome. If we do analyses that, like, do some clustering or something like that, and then we're like, these are top 60 players over the last 60 days. We want to take a look at them in, in the news, like what's really happening. That's a really great application. But then I was thinking about um, about the injuries over, like following the rehabbing players over this winter. And then I got to thinking like, how are we going to be able to know all the players that are actually rehabbing? Like, can't we turn this zeitgeist scraper back on its head and search for key injury terms and go and then return the players that we want to be interested in. And I got this and I got this churning in my Michael's head and it sounds like we got something. Well, I mean, you got something in your email inbox and you got, you got two things. My email inbox got like 20 things. (laughs) So you should just thank me that you only got how many had exclamation marks saying, you need to stop. You know, not very many, actually. So, I that pretty much what you described is more or less what I was trying to do. Although there there's some inertia over getting this project actually started, figuring out like, okay, mm-hmm. where do we actually start? How do we actually set baselines? So this week I really went in blind. I started with the player universe of 520 qualified players from hitting and pitching, which is is a lot that's a lot of guys yeah. and but i mean to be fair i cut it down from 
2800 that did anything MLB related this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, progress. <laughs> then I I uh, I started initially by querying Google News, but it was really hard to get um to get uniform results. So I, I applied mm-hmm. the same sort of principles in the Zeitgeist scraper and I looked on on six words that I, I gradually expanded this dictionary every time. I searched on rehab, DL. injury, disabled, surgery, recover, and procedure. So I was trying to capture and I kept adding to this as I would find new articles and see different ways that people would refer to injuries or, or guys being out. Then I ditched that all because it was not returning anything uniform and the algorithm was taking so much tuning. Yeah. So then sounds it. I looked at what we actually have on CBS for our home league and it just pipes in injury results from Rotowire. To which I thought, what if I just piped in injury results from Rotowire <laughs> as a starting place to see what would happen? Yeah, screw you, middle man. Bingo. And so now, if we scrape Rotowire for their injury status notes, which are beautifully uniform in their HTML, so I'm able to pull their estimate for the return date, which they which they give, their the update that they actually or the date that they actually put in the update that we'll talk about in a second, and then any notes that are associated with it. Then after I have this uniform thing, I flipped it back around, and then I actually executed Google search. Um, all right. That stuff's in progress. We'll come back to that later. Then I formatted <laughs> an email body and I sent it out to you. What did you think of the email you got? Colors. Yeah. Look at this. You like that? That's yeah. That's straight up Python generated too. I'm not messing it's around. It's Python generated? There's, that's not. I assumed that that was going to be like HTML. So uh, Gmail renders CSS if you don't do anything. So it is CSS. Okay, close enough. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's all HTML, cascading style sheets. But yes, uh, <laughs> but yes, that's 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 all it is. So it's uh, and what I sent Eric just has one color. Like, let's not go overboard here. I put in red. So red. I, <laughs> but I think I I was uh, hunting around for some way to differentiate these things, and and you know I like to. Up, up the complexity every time that I run something. <laughs> so Agile project management, so this, bro. This was the time. Uh, the idea here was that I highlighted in red anything that I thought I might want to go back because the update was old. So right. anything that there there hasn't been any news since September or earlier, I highlighted that saying, okay, well, maybe you actually want to look at this in a little bit more depth and try and, and figure out what's actually going on there. Okay, like Johnny Cueto injury report estimated return nine one twenty nineteen. Well, some of those, Oof. some of those, I'm not worried about. We'll talk about the case studies in the second half. I mean, the easily one of the things that was identifiable is all the guys that are already undraftable next year. That you, if you super weren't paying attention, you might draft. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you gotta watch out for those too. Uh, I just gave you the blurb. You know the name. This is a ton to sift through. I think there's there's a hundred or something a lot of results in here. Um, or not quite that many, but there, there's a lot. But this was trying to design a, a baseline, and so now I feel like we have a baseline, and we have a lot of choices to make. And I'm willing to workshop this before we uh, try and start to send it out to the prime time or or post it on our web page or anything like that. I am doing a follow up strategy to go and look at Google. Uh, you know, start with a uniform data set, but then then I'm willing to let the Zeitgeist scraper loose once I've identified which players I actually want to look at. Nice. So I need your help 
<laughs> figuring out which players okay. we actually want to look at. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Also, this list is this list is also quite artificially long, and the updates have been in there for a long time because there's a bunch of guys that should that are scheduled to be fine for the start of spring training. Um, but they're just gonna sit out there in injury world until then. The only ones that I'm worried about are like surgeries. So like Gerard Dyson went out um in September. He's supposed to be fine in February, but like I kinda wanna see an update about how his rehab is actually going. Yeah, absolutely. No, a lot of these players I would love to see an update. We're not gonna see it until like the second day of spring training. Well that I agree that we won't see it from official sources until then, but right. there, I mean, I actually, as much as I swore, I wasn't going to do this. I did let the Twitter scraper loose again. <laughs> I, I really said I wasn't going to do it, but and there's some good stuff. First of all, I found out Kevin Kiermeyer had a baby yesterday. Congratulations. Kevin. He did. Yeah, I did. How'd you find that out? I, don't know. I was on Twitter and Kevin Kiermeyer is someone that is followed by, fantasy tools all right well he did you know good for him and uh i i only found that out because he broke his foot earlier this year (laughs) usually usually his tweets are just like hunting hunting and fishing there's one more ingredient that we didn't mention which is that you have to add a random pause so that the bots don't tell that you are hitting the server over and over and over i was doing it on my laptop and then i switched to a proxy server to try and do it again and then I got booted from that. CVS. Just if anyone is trying to scrape addresses from CVS of their store locations, I queried like 300 times. <laughs> Finally they're like, bro, what's up? Stop. Jose Altuve is walking with a hinged brace on his knee under his own power without any help from crutches. Brian Mattaggart of MLB.com reports this was updated November 11th, 2018 and featured prominently in the report. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Wasn't he at like Starbucks? He was. Yeah, I saw that picture. <laughs> I don't have any way to scrape that and send that update to you, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Some progress for Jose Altuve. He'll be back next year. Not a whole lot of weight on that knee. So it should heal fast. Yeah, he should be fine. He he should be fine. Although it worries me a little bit that they're saying that the estimate from Rotowire is February 14th. He's the only guy returning in the middle of February. Everyone else is either February 1st or March 1st. <laughs> It feels like they baked yeah, in a little of... uncertainty. <laughs> right, because that's when um, pitchers and catchers report, mm-hmm. right? Around then. So, I mean, there's there's something there. It's sort of like the um, the weights of MLB players. <laughs> all, all, like, if you look at their pages, they all end in fives and zeros. And then I think that there's, like, one or two teams that will have, like, it down to an actual number it's like, so maybe see maybe it's you know the astros information they're just able to actually figure out it's middle of the month well this one does actually come from mlb.com so mm-hmm. i don't know is that more we i think i would love to do like the 538 has pollster ratings of who they trust most we should do a rating of like who gives the best injury news news source 
I'm in. All right. Oh, geez. All this stuff. Long-term plan. I, I, it's all getting written. It's all getting written down. Don't worry. Got all next year just, just played based on the Zeitgeist scraper. <laughs> maybe, maybe our like tenth team. <laughs> <laughs> GGFBI. Bingo. Uh, and then you also threw Michael Pineda. I thought that was that was very yeah. kind of you, but. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Can you okay, this is this is mostly an aside. Michael Pineda's I I'm gonna I will bet you right now that Michael Pineda doesn't pitch in April. That's a fair. That's a yeah, I wouldn't take that. Okay. What would you give me the give me what you would set as the over under date and then I'll decide from there. Can I give you an over under on um, game started. That's not fair because I want to know when he actually appears because I don't think he can stay healthy for a year. Well, no, 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 no. If I give you a, if I say 22 starts. Uh, 22 starts. I, I. You're convinced he's not going to play this year so that much. I go under. And it might end the season no, early. I'm, yeah. I, I go under on Pineda there. So are, are, you, are you legit doing that? Because I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in the box if you are. Okay, Michael Pineda, 22. 22. I'm in. I'm that, in. Seems, that seems fair. I mean, who knows what is going to happen with the Twins? Every other year they make the playoffs. Get so. out of here. Joe Maurer retired, so we <laughs> at least don't have that. But You saved $20 million. That, that just total albatross. We have nobody else. We have nobody else on the team, but we don't have Joe Maurer. All right. Uh, Eddie Rosario. Don't we also have uh, we also have the guy that you already poo pooed from the top of the list, Jason Castro? Yeah, pitch framing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yay, time. Jason Castro. All right, He's, oh, torn, <laughs> torn meniscus. He was out for a year. Perfect. All right, um, guys that are already undraftable next year. My definition for this and these all okay, let's hear these it. all popped up. I just said anybody that is not even a shot for for game one. Okay. I mean, wow. I, if if you're yep. if you're already saying before this end of the of the previous season that they're not going to be ready for the next season, like I am not confident that they're going to be back and worth your draft day investment. Yeah, I only see one of these as players that I think people would question, but I, I'm I'm all for Are it. You, so you, is, you have let me let me here. guess. You're saying DJ Gregorius? Or you're saying Gregory Polanco? Oh, I was thinking Ioannis Suspedes. Now Suspedes is pretty much more guaranteed to be out till the All Star break. Right, but people have a weird affection for him. You think you think he's worth a flyer? All right, so let me run through these. We've got no, I don't, oh, okay. I don't, right. I, I no. I'm saying I think that he's the player that people would the, take the most number. Okay, with. so here's the guys that we wouldn't draft: Chad Cool, Brent Suter. Sean Manea, Johnny Cueto, Giannis Cespedes, Taiwan Walker, Didi Gregorius, Gregory Polanco. I can't defend any of those except for, I guess, if you really twisted my arm on Cespedes and you had like a really deep DL spot, like your league had was, you know, a 15-teamer mm-hmm. with four DL slots, why you would have that configuration, I don't know. But if you randomly did, uh-huh. I mean, Cespedes... Cespedes had a second surgery to remove calcifications from his left heel on October 26th. I just shake my head at, at 
All right, that's fair. And so then we've got the other borderline ones are Didi and Polanco. Polanco is borderline because he probably comes back in May. Uh-huh. But he had surgery repaired, torn cartilage. I mean, this is another dimension that we could take this scraper that we hadn't, which is how long, like how how much of a penalty do you apply based on the injury to how well you think they're going to play? So even when they come back, do you think they're going to reach that hundred percent based on this injury? I mean, you know, we were I would worry a little bit about uh, Tommy John pitcher a tiny bit. Um, so like Taiwan Walker or a short Taiwan Walker coming back <laughs> or yeah as we as we look at it or a shortstop. I mean, I think anything that's anything that's shoulder oriented, anything that's elbow oriented. Yeah. Um those are those are things that I would say, well, you know, even though they're going to be healthy and doing baseball activities, like maybe we want to back them off a little bit. Yeah, exactly. No versus like sprained ankles and stuff like that or broken bones where it's like we have a general sense of whether you're going to be able to come back. Right. Or not. Things that I don't like are a report from Bradley Zimmer who is looking at an 8 to 12 month recovery timetable for a torn labrum like <laughs> great. That okay. What do I do? Doesn't with tell that me anything, but you're out of here for a while. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, well, that's well good. Take those off your draft boards, ladies and gents. I think we have uh, we definitely have some learning to do about injuries, though. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's why Stefania Bell is high is like kept on staff. Exactly right. All right. So our other problem is that there's a ton of guys that are forecast to be in on opening day. These are all guys that I don't feel comfortable making a call one way or another. There's they're a huge chunk of the list. I started listing them and I realized, oh wait, there's there's a ton of them. It's a lot of them, and we're not going to hear anything as they're in what would you say injury land? Yeah, some of them. I mean, some of them we're going to hear about, like Buster Posey. We got an update um, for on November eighth. Corey Seager. We got an update on November seventh. I mean, it's kind of like these these the more popular guys. Logan Morrison is not his club option wasn't picked up by the twins. So like, seriously, who are the twins going to play next year? But <laughs> like Matt Chapman, oh, which I really don't like. Okay. Here's, here's another code word that I don't like. Uh, Chapman underwent successful left thumb surgery in Los Angeles on Thursday. Good start. The club failed to disclose a specific timetable, but expected he'd yeah, be healthy. Th- Ugh, you good. know what? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like when you guys do that. Especially when like he's that. possibly one of my keepers. Wow. Yeah, we, we have so much to learn about this. But you're you're right. This whole opening day opening day projection, we're gonna need to know this like first week of January. We're gonna be need to like mm-hmm. refresh this and see if we have enough news to be able to make calls. Because some of these are not gonna be ready. We've seen it every year. So I think that basically starting the first of the year, we run this weekly for most players and daily for some players yeah depending on the the um the value curve the just like right the top distribution as i mime uh... <laughs> i mean somebody like somebody like Corey seager like if you're in a keeper league like you want to know is is he a keeper this year I mean, is he keeper this year? Do you think he, or could he probably drop to the like sixth round? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these, those are things, those are things that you're like actively going to want to know. 
can Carlos Correa breathe through his nose now? Like, I kind of want to know that. All right, you ready to wrap this sucker up? I am. Uh, we're going to do a little sports shoot around here, it sounds like. You want to talk about yep. the European Soccer League? Are you on the it's coming to destroy us or the I really want to see this camp? I'm in the why the fuck not. <laughs> I think you only say that because it's not one of your local teams. Like, what if what if California was like, we're going to make our own MLB League and we're going to take the Red Sox? I know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> No, it wouldn't even be, it would, yeah, what exactly would it be? It would be like, it, you know, it would more be like the um, the NBA saying, um, yeah, we're only going to play in the Southwest, and uh, yeah, we're going to grab the Boston Celtics. Right, cause right. So we need to have Boston Celtics, concept, Los Angeles Lakers. The concept behind the European Super League is the idea that 11 elite soccer european soccer teams like you know the champions league teams all could dis you know defect to their own super soccer league that basically spans continental europe right so it would be is it really like the top four english teams i mean i think and not like the top i think six, the idea right? is coming at the fa- is less about the english teams and more about like the German team, the top German team has no competition that's in their league. Right. They need to, they need to be able to have uh, the, the Spanish league, the um, Italian league, the French league, the Italian league are very top heavy. Even more so than the premier league, which is still pretty top heavy. Oh yeah. It's like, there are six teams that vie for (laughs) a championship every, every year. And really of those six teams that vie for it, there are really only three that, that will actually uh, trade it I, off. I will say that you know, after, post post this grand derby weekend in the Premier League as well, that I am sorry that Fulham is your team, and I really, I really don't think they're going to stay up, buddy. <sighs> that elevator ride back down is going to be so tough. I I honestly I honestly did not think that Cardiff City was going to be better than them this year, and they pretty clearly are. Pretty easily, yeah, pretty handily. I'm wondering if like Big Sam is in their future or, or what what they're gonna do because like Fulham should want to stay up. Yeah, I mean, any team is crazy to not want to stay up. And they have to fight for it. I mean, they're they're in freaking London. I know. How are they? I not... know it doesn't mean. Well, I mean, it's the same. Why are the Mets not good? But you know. <laughs> Uh, the eternal punching bag. <laughs> it's fun. I think that about brings us to the review session. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So in an excerpt that didn't make it last week, you said you wondered why this movie, with all of its stylized moves, didn't hold up to the Matrix. Do you have any thoughts on that now, in light of what you said, or in light of this past week? There was nothing iconic enough. No one thing that is iconic enough while you're watching it that's like, wow, that's that's something that I would want to like replicate. I mean, isn't the isn't the forest tree Other, scene what you yes. think of? Yeah, yes, yeah, that's Other than that, yeah, that's the only thing. I don't know how you can like do that. No. How you could mime doing that. You can't. I think, so this time, 
I watched this movie, I was really thinking about the like the construction of a movie and how well laid out this movie is. Like the story is told so well. Yeah, it's a I mean I don't like to go into a movie and have to read, but <laughs> I did. You could have dubbed it, but it's it's not as good. It's not as good dubbed. Michelle Yeoh made me do it. I'm, what is her name in um, Tomorrow Never Dies? <laughs> oh yeah, what is her name? I forgot about that overlap. It's a good. It's a good movie. You know, I had never actually, I had never watched it the whole way through. I, I may have mentioned that last week, and I realized as I was watching it, I never really paid attention to the story. I don't I think I just fast forwarded through to the fight scenes, which are the awesome. The fight scenes are awesome. The story is protracted and confusing <laughs> yeah it's i think i was watching it jade fox i was watching it and like wait there's a huge flashback in the middle here and like a lot they, yeah, yeah. they make the flashback so obvious by having it be set in just a completely different location so it's just like this thing that has no bearing to the current action in the movie and also it's in a desert <laughs> yeah and it's like confusing who was there and why and like low but it is, yeah, low. Low, poor guy. I feel kind of bad for him at the end of the movie. <sighs> poor guy. I mean, obviously. Yeah, so she killed herself, yeah, right? Yeah, obviously you feel bad for him at the end of the movie. Uh, I mean, the scene, I think it really picks up towards the end. The poison dart in Lee Mubai and his yep. meditation scene and just all of that. Like, that's a that's a good, good part of the movie. It's pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about this movie. It was... It was good. It was decent. Make sure that you watch it if you haven't. It is off. It is totally out of left field compared to the other movies that we've watched. I think, and I think that's part of the reason that I really like it because it's it is such a, like a formative fantasy movie to me. But the tropes and the genre are completely different. You ready for what we're doing this week? I'm sorry that it's that it's been decided for you, but I'm also not. <sighs> but I'm also not sorry. Fantastic Beasts 2. That's right. Get your tickets now. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Sea. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Sea. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. We're selecting you too. Yeah.